Spreading faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court. Able to shatter eardrums within a 666 mile radius. A podcast more brutal than all the rest. It's Murder Metal Listeners, once again, coming at you with a new fucking interview. Uh, this time, I'm sitting down with the homie Alex McFarland from uh, various bands, most noticeably uh, Crotch Ripper in this area, probably. But uh, so, how you doing? Uh, I'm I'm doing great, Joey. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be talking to you and everyone that listens. It's really cool. Yeah, man. Um, obviously, in this interview, I'm going to talk Crotch Ripper. And obviously, some of your other projects that you've done, you know, in more previous, in a more recent years. But whenever you started, were you doing a band like a musical band before Crotchripper? Many, many of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what they weren't brutal metal or anything. But uh, I played in various like small jazz combos and like high school rock bands where. You know, even in elementary school, we were banging on the drums and trying to play guitar and saxophone and piano right. to, like, two or three of us. We'd always be jamming forever, dude. Yeah. It was a, it was a thing to do, man. I love music, so. No, that's awesome. It's, since I met you, basically, you've been doing Crowd Tripper, so, like, that's how I knew initially. Uh, so, yeah, I never really knew, but, of course, obviously, I knew you did other instruments and stuff. Did the saxophone on the new Gormonger album for me. Yeah, that was awesome. I like that track. Thanks for letting me do that. Yeah, man. So, uh, all right. So, since you was doing music before that, how did Crotch Ripper come about? That's a it's a long story. You got a little bit of time? Uh, sure. All right. All right. So, here's... I was working at Best Buy. I was selling cameras. And my, my now good buddy, Andrew, he's selling printers. And so we're both like selling shit. And I come in there on my day off to get that employee discount, like <laughs> top shelf metal record from yeah, Best yeah. Buy, you know. And uh, I came in with a Nile shirt on, and uh, he was like, Do you like that? I'm like, you like this shit? And I was like, Yeah, I do. No, no, I just wear the shirt. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was listening to a bunch of uh, like Children of Bodom, Nile. Um, there was a band that was a Best Buy like exclusive. No, it wasn't ex- Best Buy exclusive, <laughs> but it felt like it because I right. never see it anywhere else. But it's pretty mainstream. A band called Torchbearer. Okay. Um, but 
anyways, so I was into, like, not the underground. I didn't even know the underground fucking existed. Like, um, Nile was, like, the heaviest thing I had ever heard at the time. So he's like, yo, um, you know, let's hang out, you know, drink some beers, um, do some other things, and listen to fucking metal and play video games. I was like, word, yeah, that sounds cool. So I go out to his house, and he's, like, playing the internal suffering and fucking uh, lividity and every, you yeah. know, just... Infernal Revulsion and shit like that. Uh, immortal Suffering. And I'm just like, abhorrence. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and it, I was like on crack at yeah. that point after that, dude. Because it was it was the coolest fucking evil, brutal shit I didn't even know existed that I fell in love with. So he got me turned into collecting CDs and shit. So then I, I was... Um, then I started trying to make metal and I was like playing it for him. And he's like... You program the bass drum too fast. It's not that. It's unnatural. <laughs> I, I was like, yeah. Like, you can't be thundering that hard with the fucking bass, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so then I made that uh, Veins of Ice CD in like 2008, and I made 10 handmade copies where I drew the cover and I scanned it in the computer and printed and then cut them into the shape of the CD. So I made 10 of them, and I have two. And there's a couple at a local record store in Carbondale, Illinois. They're probably still there. Yeah. <laughs> and a couple of the homies. And um, and then I was moving from Carbondale to uh, back home to the Quad Cities. And my boy Eric, uh, who's the vocalist of Cry Tripper, when we were kids, we used to hang out and play music all the time. And he would always make the craziest sounds, like even just like reactions. Yeah, He'd just yeah. be like... <laughs> all the time and I'm like Eric you got the the talent to make the noises bro like I'm, I was playing him when I was doing the Veins of Ice I was, I was like you want to do something a little heavier and so I started showing him some of the bands that I was getting into like Lust of Decay and shit like that and he was just as floored as I was and you know we fell in love with the music so we started jamming and making uh, the Mass Murder Messiah split which yeah. was dope just meeting them in person and and um, decided to just say, fuck it, let's do a split. And we did, and I think it went over really well, and, and that's kind of how it got started. Nice. It was just classic, too, because then I ended up having you and Mass Murder Messiah out to play my show here in Bloomington. So fuck it. That was cool. Family reunion, man. Yeah, man. Uh, a real quick bonus question, because I wasn't going to ask you this, but now I'm interested. Yeah. When you did the Veins of Ice, how did you do the drums for that? I did it with a drum program called Reason. Oh, Reason. Yeah. yeah. And so I I had like a bass beat um, that I would have like a digga digga chicka digga 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 chicka. And I would record music to the digga digga just to the groove, like always singing the groove. And then I would go in afterwards and I would play to the click of that. And then I'd put the bass beat down and i edit it note by note on the MIDI to try to make it sound like real drums. So. Yeah. I started programming drums at 16 uh, years old, and I made the Veins of Ice, I think I was like 23 or something. Uh, um, so I, I I definitely come a long way, learned a lot, changed programs, but I used to reason to play. Now you're taking real drum lessons. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I quit already. But, hey, <laughs> but you tried. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Yeah. And I just don't have the time to practice like I used to. But you've got the kit set up. You could go in there oh, and jam. Oh, anytime. Anytime, yeah. yeah. It's right there. So I do jam on at least twice a week. But yeah. I should be practicing like an hour a day to get good. Right. 
Uh, Alright. So, continuing on. This will be the second question. Anybody that's listened to my other interviews, I just fucking get ten. I fucking shoot them off the top. We just bullshit. Fucking that's how it comes out. So, we're on question two. Now, Alex... What is the deal with the trolls? Troll grind. Trolls in every sense of the word? Or more specific? That's what we are. Eric and I, we're just like your mythological Norse trolls that just live under bridges and like pillage villages and rape women and just all the horrible things that trolls do. I mean, we don't do all those things. (laughs) But like, it's just crazy, man. Trolls... uh, it's just like the underdog of society, like the people that don't want to fuck with a lot of people, they just want to do their own thing and yeah. um, live, and, you know, live morally, righteously, consciously, and uh, don't want to cause any harms, like see no evil, do no evil, hear right. no evil. So uh, maybe not so much of the raping part. No, 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 that's just a joke, yeah. I'm just, I got a couple beers in me, and... That's why that's that's how the Gormacher interviews go down. That's why people come here to do these. Uh, so you love hanging out in dirty alleys and under bridges. Yeah. What are the advantages of inhabiting such areas? They're delicious. <laughs> in every sense of the term, it's just you're chilling in these areas that are just comfortable. You're safe from the world, and you can just. You know, grind and do whatever you need to do. Right? You know? Yeah. Uh, one thing I learned from you was uh, piss alleys. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was something I always knew what they were because I used the alley, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you, like, specifically as we're walking, you're like, oh no, this is a good piss alley right here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, you can tell. I mean, you could smell them <laughs> half a block away. <laughs> All right, man. Um, so. With Crotripper, you and Eric ended up going to Europe with Waco Jesus and getting to play over there, which is fucking awesome. Uh, tell me a little bit what that was like, and tell me one crazy-ass thing that you saw while you were over there. All right. I got you. Um, it was really cool. For me, uh, I think it was a once-in-a-lifetime ex- experience. Yeah. It's a dream that I thought I would never do, and I was glad that we were able to make it possible with help from you know everybody and uh, it was it was a blast it was my first time like being in something uh, being in something that was bigger than a car on tour yeah for longer than like four or five days um, so that was an experience like you know we didn't pack very much because we packed all this merch right right and uh, so we had uh couple pairs of socks <laughs> a couple pairs of underwear you know. right <laughs> we smelled kind of nasty and uh, how long were you guys over there all together maybe two and a half weeks oh okay yep. so substantial it was a long time yeah yeah and uh, Eric especially he was extra smelly <laughs> uh, there's a, a short like documentary thing on YouTube about that tour uh, made by the German band that was on tour with us, the Derver. Yeah. And uh, one of the scenes, they they go by Eric and I's bunk, and he's he's holding his nose and waving his <laughs> hand, pointing at Eric Stahl. 
which is hilarious because I mean we were having a good time. We were just trying to live. We were just trolls in our fucking yeah. in our in our element, you know. And so we were just being. Tro- I mean, we were the trolls of the society, you know. Even on tour over there. Yeah, absolutely. And a funny story that happened was at the end of the tour. Um, we were just like sleeping in the airports because we bought the cheapest fucking flights right. possible. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking like sometimes there's four to eight hour layovers to 24 hour layovers. And so we're sleeping in the airports like locked in. But um, one morning, like when we were on our last uh, trip from Europe to the US, uh, they had these clear elevators and we're just laying on our huge bags of merch that we didn't sell like on our way back <laughs> and just sleeping and like being smellier than a motherfucker and uh, there's these clear elevators and a couple girls um, were in there like hot German chicks and they, they get our attention they're like looking at us and waving and I'm like Eric Eric and I nudge him with my elbow he's like <laughs> I'm like waking up and then we, we look at them, and Eric's, like, putting his glasses on, and they, they do the same thing. They put their fingers over their nose, and they're like, pee fucking you, as the elevator's going down in his glass, and you can see it, they're laughing their asses off, and we're like, Jesus Christ. I mean, that's living right there. Yeah. So we're trolls in the airport. Yeah. You know, that's... No, that's cool, man. And uh, I definitely saw some, you know... Some people who I fucked with that whenever you guys went over there, fucking that got to see you guys or whatever, and fucking became like pretty big fans over there. That's cool. Cry Trippers, so hell yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Uh, now you started Troll Tracks, and you've been building your distro up, which is cool. Tell me a little bit about that, and you know, like what made you want to do it, and and how that's going for you. Well, I'm inspired by everybody and. In individual ways, um, like with the distro, like I was inspired by you because you always had like CDs at the shows, and you know, right? Um, when I was first getting into metal, that was the coolest part of the scene was going to shows and discovering new bands and having, uh, you know, it's out there if you know what you're looking for. Right. But if you're just, you know, partying and going to a cool show and you want to take home some cool shit, it's awesome to have a selection to pick from right and uh your stuff's really cool how you did that and it inspired me and also i thought if i created a label then i could release all my music under one thing instead of having like all this stupid social media stuff to like keep track of and uh promote it and i figured other other people are taking more seriously too so as soon as i had the label thing going other labels were like trading with me and um, so that was really cool too um, and that helped me build up the distro and now I just want to go to as many shows as possible and right. you know introduce other people to music that I I mean I personally picked out everything I traded for Right. so I'm like this shit is I like it there's something about it I like and there's something that I think a lot of other people like too so I just want to bring it to everybody yeah and I, I will bring it up if any of our listeners checking this out you know uh that fucking got some badass metal shit that you got. Hit up Troll Tracks, hit up Alex, Crotrip, or whatever, and holler at him because he definitely does trades to get fucking music uh, across different avenues of the network and shit. So I'm down for it. I'm, I'm a little slow to the punch at the business side of things, yeah. but my heart's in it. No, it's tight. Like uh, I got my buddy uh, Ben 
out in Nebraska that was drowning in the flat, cheap porno flick and shit. When he was starting his, he was like, man, I know you know some people that got some distros and shit. And so I started fucking, like, I'd send them to you, uh, my boy in Goratorium out in California, who does dismemberment records. Like, all these smaller ones that are fucking out there doing shit just a little more low-key. But if you can get all them, them people fucking with each other, that's what's up, you know? Alright, so... Here's a good question for you. Troll booze and creepy masks. What up with that? Well, trolls got to drink. Might as well drink troll booze <laughs> and put on the mask. Uh, they didn't care who I was till I put on the mask. <laughs> <laughs> no, the troll masks are, are dope because that's like how we feel inside, you know? Right. And it's just like, hey, um, know what you're getting into, society. We're just trolls trying to live and... Uh, when the mask comes on, it's like you're getting, you're fucked up enough that you're just like, you can't hold the mirage of yeah. humanity yeah. in front of it. Uh, that's that's how I could describe that. You know, troll booze is just when when the city turns into the forest, right? <laughs> like the Mirkwood, the Lord of the Rings shit. Yeah, just magical. Like an urban jungle, but in a different way. For sure. For sure. <laughs> fucking tasting colors and fucking seeing sounds, bro. Alright, man. Fucking. <laughs> so, you guys as Crotch Ripper, you have a brand new full length fucking coming out, available right now. It's sitting in my house, so it's fucking for real. The new Crotch Ripper full length is here right now. That's right. Uh, give me a little info on that and uh, how people can obtain that for me. Well, just holler at your boy. I got copies. Uh, Are you gonna put it up for digital? Yeah, it'll be on it'll be on uh, trolltracks.bandcamp.com and trolltracks.com, uh, or you can email me trolltracksstudios at gmail.com. Um, I I'm I'm releasing it under Troll Tracks and partially um, like co-releasing it with. Severed Records and Necrotic Records. Oh, okay, nice. Um, so you can also get it from Severed um, online or at a show near you. <laughs> um, Necrotic Records, you can get it from them online, or if you're in the St. Louis area, he's down there, so you might be able to catch him at a show. Um, so what's the name of the new album? It's called Trolls vs. Lizards. And... So we already kind of established what the trolls right, are. Right, right. The lizards are just like the Illuminati alien species that's just reptiliacly controlling all these people's brains into doing lizard-ass shit, and trolls <laughs> fucking hate it. <laughs> and so, but the album is a concept album, so uh, what it is is... Uh, we got the intro track, and that's just like the spaceship just flying along, and then it comes to like lands, you know. And so the intro is a spaceship landing, and it lands in troll territory. And so this next track is called Bright Light Stops My Munching, which is from the trolls' perspective of what's happening. And Bright Light Stops Their Munching, you know. They're like, what the fuck is this? And then the, the lizards like dis, disembark their ship. And the trolls get into a scuffle, you know, they fight, and then some of them stow away on the spaceship, and the spaceship takes off, and 
each track is like a new story about that whole process. Um, and then there's a big fight, and then the spaceship crashes on another planet. And if Crotch River comes back in 30 years, and then the next album will be what happens on that planet. <laughs> so we'll have to stay tuned to yep. see what's up. Yep. Alright, man. Uh, oh, real quick. Shout out your fucking artist. Brad Moore. Brad Moore fucking rules. Brad Moore Art Wizard. Com. That's bradmoreartwizard.com. Oh, yeah. he, he, he's a nasty fucking artist. I feel like he's kind of local, too, because I'm up here in the Quad Cities in Illinois, and he lives down in Carbondale, Illinois, which is where I got my original love for uh, underground and learning it. And So I feel like it's really cool to work with him, and I love his, his art. Yeah, he's yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, all right, so... You've got a myriad of other projects too. You got Slot Found, Roasted, Toasted, Burnt to a Crisp. You have fucking Super Happy Fun Time, Insidious Squelcher Penetration, Arachnoid Membrane, Attack from the Toe. I mean, you've done a lot of shit. Uh, give me a little info on some of them or some that you are currently going to keep, you know, pushing. Well, I'd like to keep pushing uh, Burnt to a Crisp with you, Joey. Yeah. Um, I'd like to keep pushing. Um, Attack from the Tub and Slop Fountain um, and I think Eric is starting to get back into wanting to play and jam a little bit Yeah. Um, so I was talking with him about maybe playing drums and having him play guitar um, and play some cool shit we jammed a few times, it was dope hell yeah um, but a lot of those projects like I couldn't make I couldn't make another crotchet sounding thing. It just wasn't the same thing. And then right. I, would, I would just hit record and play music. And I'm like, this doesn't sound like that. So I called something different. Um, so, I mean, who knows? Maybe there'll be another 10 random ones that don't sound like any of the rest. Because yeah. I, I don't think you should call something the same band if they drastically change their right. style. No, I agree with that, dude. Um, Alright, I ask this question to everybody cooler because you're doing it off the cuff. Alright, let's go. Five Desert Island albums that you just cannot live without. Uh, Forensic by Moral Decay. Uh, Serenadium by Iniquity. Um, any of the early Panzer Christ albums. Uh, Antithesis by Origin. Hell yeah. And um, either Blessed of the Sick or Gateways to Annihilation by Lord Angel. Nice. Yeah, and that's, that's a tough one. Like I said, usually I give the people the question beforehand so they fucking got it a second, but yeah, that's tough. Like, people yeah. ask me that too, and I'm like, I might be able to tell you my favorite band off the top or something like that, but. Yeah, but listening to it on an island forever? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um,. Alright man, so we made it to the fucking end right here. Fucking uh This is gonna be my last question for you. Alright. This was specifically for you. Alright. You have a delectable palate. You love squid chips, yes. random meats, yep. year old naturally weathered beer, absolutely and rotten fungus. What is a troll's preferred meal? Depends on what's available. (laughs) (laughs) 
It, it could be beer. It could be uh, fucking cigarettes that we found in the ashtray. Um, it, it, whatever. Uh, mostly beer <laughs> and nicotine. And nicotine. Yeah. yeah. Nice, man. Well, hell yeah, Alex. Uh, I really appreciate you coming out, hanging out at my fucking house, and doing this little interview. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. For uh, Young Murder Metal Mayhem podcast. Uh, do you have any last words that you want to fucking shout out anything? Or... Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I want to thank you and uh, the whole podcast team and everyone out there listening. And everyone that's ever supported me or said what's up or had a cool conversation or been at a fucking brutal death show and is out there supporting, I want to give all y'all shout-outs. Everyone that's been on the podcast, past and future. And uh, shout-out, good luck to Joey and your move uh, to the other side of the Midwest. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right, Alex. Is that okay? Fuck yeah. Mother! Mother! Man!